0: How many love our worship team, as Pastor De Soto just said a while ago? And good, good, good. We want to welcome you once again here to our service. Uh, from you know, greetings from Pastor Ruben Reyna. amen we it's always a privilege just to be up here to minister the word of God, and I don't take this lightly today. But like to s- go ahead and um, speak to you on a subject today that. God put in my heart today, and as I was sharing with our pastors, our ministers in the back, uh, it's always a struggle sometimes where you have something in mind, and then God really changes it, and um, that's where I was at this morning, but I really believe today that this word today will be um, spoken to you so that you be able to walk out of this place knowing that each and one of you have a purpose in Christ today. And I'd like to speak to you on this subject uh, that it was on purpose. And I really believe that each and one of us in this room here today, as we challenge ourselves for the next couple of weeks, For conference, conference is just uh, really almost just two weeks away and we're ministering and we've been hearing topics of staying on course and we've been looking at the fact that each and one of us are called, each and one of us. There is a purpose for our lives. Doesn't matter what type of background you came from, it doesn't matter what uh, uh, mistakes or failures, even if you have success in your life, each and one of us have a purpose here in church and for God. And when you begin to think about your life and you begin to think about who you are as an individual, as a woman of God, uh, as a man of God, as a young adult, uh, uh, a teenager, each and one of us here today have a purpose to be able to serve in our church, to be able to serve uh, no matter what we do. And there's all types of callings that we do have. But what hinders us as Christians and what hinders us as, as individuals here that come to church or those of you that are watching online is that something maybe from our past or maybe some of our mistakes, some of our things that we've done in our lives, uh, maybe you felt that you were never successful in life or maybe you you feel that uh, you're not adequate enough or smart enough uh, to do the will of God. But I'm here today to, to tell you, I'm here today to, to minister. Uh, to those that feel uh, that you're not good enough uh, that uh, that you're not good enough to do God's will uh, i'm here today to tell you uh, that each and one of us in this room today and that are watching online uh, that you have a purpose in christ uh, it may be something different than everybody else's uh, but each and one of us have a purpose here to serve how many believe that two people Something that you did in your past can never reverse what God had already planned for our lives. So when you begin to think about your life and you begin to think about who you are as an individual, God already had that made up. God already had that plan. God already had that before you were even in your mother's womb. And purpose is determined and nobody can ever take that away. The purpose that God placed in your life, the purpose that God put in your life, no man, no woman or anything could ever take that away. I've learned this, that even in your greatest mistakes, that God, the purpose that God planned it in you, uh, nobody could ever take it away. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you, uh, maybe you feel like a failure. Uh, maybe you feel like God will never use you. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, when God looks down from heaven uh, and looks at you, uh, he says, that's my child. I created him. I handmade him. Uh, that's who you got to begin to look at yourself. Uh, don't look at yourself as a failure. Don't look at yourself as an individual uh, that you'll never be something in Christ. We quote the scripture, all things work together for the good for those who love the Lord and that are called according to his purpose. When you begin to look at that scripture and you begin to look at that, what does it really mean? It means that God is still working in you. This is not my text, but I love Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, it's there on the screen. It says these words in Jeremiah 1, 5. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. I love the fact that God already knew and handcrafted you of the individual that you would be. He made you. And what I love about it is that he knew how tall you would be. how much hair you would have, who you would marry, how many kids you would, you would have, what purpose you would serve in church. And it says uh, that before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you, meaning that I already have a purpose in plan for you. And I love uh, chapters later where it says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Uh, these are plans for good, uh, not uh, for disaster to give you a future and hope there is a plan and a purpose and a destiny for your life so i'm here to declare to you right now that god has a plan for you god has a destiny for you and some of you need to rejoice for that because for far too long the devil has had you bound the devil has told you that you will never be who you are going to be that you think that you are going to be but i'm here to tell you to the day uh, that God made you, he created you, uh, and there is a plan and a purpose and a destiny for your life, uh, a plan for your marriage, uh, a plan for your children, uh, even when you don't see it, uh, you're saying, but I don't see my children ever coming in. Uh, you got to look at it uh, at the viewpoint uh, of Jesus, uh, of our heavenly father, uh, that your, your children are sitting by you. And worshiping God with you one day. God is working behind the scenes. The pursuit of God can never, never stop what anybody has told you, what society has said about you, or your mistakes. I really believe that the greatest mistakes will be the, the seed to the greatest miracle. Of your life purpose is determined before it's even discovered if you turn your Bibles over to the book of Luke chapter 2 and i like to park there for the next couple of minutes because I really believe as we begin to look at this scripture and we look at the story of Jesus that we can honestly begin to see that Jesus had a purpose for his life. We know that. We know the story of Mary. We know what took place um, of the Virgin Mary. We knew that when Jesus would be born, he would be the Son of God. But can you really think about that? What Jesus really had to live a life to be that perfect person that we serve today? I mean, think about Jesus. Jesus uh, here is being born on earth, uh, the Son of God. Uh, And you begin to think about Jesus. Uh, Jesus had a purpose to serve on earth. Jesus knew that he was called. And think about Jesus. Uh, Think about Jesus' life that he had to go through. Jesus uh, at the age of three, at the age of five. Uh, Think about the the things that he was doing that other children weren't doing. Think about Jesus' life as a teenager at 12 years old, there's a purpose for his life. Uh, And I I could recall uh, uh, me growing up and preaching at the very first age uh, at 14 years old and preaching. uh, And I remember that feeling of uh, holding a mic and preaching in front of folks uh, and preaching at a a youth event. uh, And I remember thinking to myself, uh, wow, this feels good. See, at that time it felt good. At that time it was like, wow, uh, this is great. Uh, But I never understood all All the ins and outs that would take place from the age of 14 all the way through now. But when I begin to think about it now, all the way through the age of 14, God had a purpose burning in my life. God had a purpose. No matter what I would go through, no matter what storms would come my way, no matter what would take place in my life, God said, I called you to be that person that I called you to be. That is who you are. And I'm here today to tell you that even... Each and one of us, uh, God has called you. And the question you need to ask yourself, who has God called you to be and what has God called you to do? I love the fact that God did call you, but what has God called you to do? And some of you are confused. Well, I don't know. And then I used to ask myself that too. I was like, what does really God want me to do? I mean, it's birth in you. It's in your heart. And a lot of times we like to shy away from it because we know what we're supposed to do, but you're trying to run away from it. And what I've learned, you can't run from your calling and you can't run from your purpose. God will always meet you face to face. The Bible says these words in Luke 2, starting with verse 41. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first, Because they assumed that he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among the relatives and their friends. What's interesting to me in this scripture here is that as they were traveling and they had a responsibility. See, Mary knew who Jesus was. So did Joseph to me why weren't they watching jesus why weren't they just looking i mean i mean have you ever lost your kid that was loud and clear So, like yes we will pray for you after i'm just kidding it's an ugly feeling to lose your kids and it's an ugly feeling to be lost But here is Jesus. Jesus is lost. How do you lose the son of God? How do you lose Jesus? Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who have heard of him were amazed of his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Isn't that what us as parents, we tell our kids when they're lost? How can you make me go through this? I was looking all over the mall for you. Some of your parents are like, no, I'm glad I lost you. Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere, but why do you need, look at what Jesus says, but why do you need to search, he asks. Didn't didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them, with obedience to them, And his mother stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom, in the favor of God, of all of the people. So you begin to think about this. Here's Jesus, only 12 years old. He had a purpose. He had a calling. I believe with all of my heart in this scripture here, it was on purpose that Jesus was left behind. It was on purpose that Jesus stood behind, uh, that there was a teaching that his mom and his dad, Mary and Joseph, had to learn. And when you begin to think about this, uh, people with purpose uh, are not concerned about being left behind. And what I mean by that is that when you have a purpose and you have a calling in your life, uh, you're not preoccupied hide what people think or what they may say. You see, when you have a purpose and there's a calling on your life, uh, I'm here today to tell you, you are different. You are different people. Uh, You're not the same. You're not the individual that uh, hangs out at the water cooler, uh, checking out women. Uh, You're not that individual when there's dirty jokes going on. uh, You're the oddball because you don't laugh about them. Uh, Have you ever been that individual? Uh, When people, when you walk into the room, everybody gets quiet. When you go to a family event, everybody stops talking. I'm here today to tell you a man with purpose and a woman with purpose does not care what people think. And sometimes in your life, you have to just say, if I'm left behind, there must be a good reason to this. If people don't want me around, it's okay, because I know who wants me around. It's my Heavenly Father. It is the purpose that I have within my life. (laughs) Mary and Joseph were part of this, this, this thing that they would do every year. But Jesus at that age, at 12, he realized that there was more meaning of what he had to do at that age. When he was confronted by his parents, Jesus said, didn't you know? I must be in my Father's house. I'd like to share with you three quick things. How do we lock into the purpose that God has for my life? Say purpose. That was very, very... You you didn't convince me that there was a purpose for your life. Say purpose. (laughs) Purpose. We have a purpose in our lives, each and one of us. And some of us, we have shied away from what that purpose and that calling is for our lives because some of you have made some poor choices or maybe you felt like you've been left on a shelf where God is not calling you. I'm here today to tell you is that... uh, Sometimes in our lives, God will place us in deserts, place us in storms, and leave us there so that we can discover the purpose for our lives. I thank God for mentors. I thank God for my mom and dad. I thank God for my wife. I thank God for our pastor, Pastor Reuben. Where, where sometimes in your lives where you feel that your purpose is not burning there or you feel that, uh, that you haven't fulfilled certain things, I thank God for great men and uh, for people that God placed in our lives so that he can say to you uh, that there is a purpose, uh, that calling is not dead. It is just God is just uh, refining you. He's just tuning you up for something great see I never thought in my life uh, that the certain things that I would have to go through uh, but I'm here today to tell you uh, some of you have faced some challenges in your life some of you have been terminated from a job uh, some of you have been through some relationship problems and you begin to think uh, why did God get me to this place I'm here today to tell you that God saw it uh, God already knew how the how the story would end uh, and I'm here today to tell you uh, when God looks at our story uh, and looks looks at our purpose uh, you're victorious Uh, you are uh, the person that God called you to be and you got to look at it from a different perspective of life the first thing that we have to learn is purpose cannot be forgotten and I shared with you that before is because God has not forgotten you Many times in our lives, we feel that God has forgotten us. We feel that God has deserted us. We feel that, you know what, uh, I don't know what's next in my life. You see, a lot of times in our lives as individuals and Christians is that we always want to know what's next for our lives. We want to look at the screen uh, and we want God to show us who we're going to marry. We want God to show us uh, how our promotion is going to be, how everything is going to look at. uh, But I'm here today to tell you there are just sometimes in your lives uh, and most of the time uh, you're not going to see what's next. Uh, You're not going to see what's in your future. You have to live your day one day at a time of knowing uh, that you are not forgotten when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel God, uh, don't get discouraged and say, forget it, Uh, I'm not going to serve God no more. Uh, You begin to say, God, uh, I know now that if I don't feel you right now, uh, I need to pray a little bit more. Uh, I need to worship God a little bit more uh, because I know that the devil uh, can't take away my purpose uh, and the plan for my life. Uh, You are destined for a great future. And there will be delays in your lives. There will be some pressure in your life. There will be some days in your life where you're discouraged and you're like, I can't believe all this is taking place in my life. Uh, You begin to say it's already half of the year. Uh, Oh, I don't see all the blessings. I don't see everything taking place. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, that's half of the year. Uh, Look to the rest of the year in 2022 that God has a plan. Uh, You may feel like you got left behind uh, you may feel like you're home alone uh, but you're not I love Ecclesiastics chapter 3 verse 1 for everything there is a season a time for every activity under heaven there is a every, there is a season in every of our lives Matthew 6, 34 says, so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring your own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. And you got to look at it that Jesus was not left behind or he was lost. It was on purpose. It was a plan. Second thing that we must learn is that purpose leads us to learn. And God, I have learned over my years of being a Christian, you learn. One thing that my father-in-law taught me is this, is that never, ever, ever stop learning. When you come to a point of your life that you feel that you know everything, you have walked away from God's calling. You have, uh, you have fulfilled, uh, you're trying to fulfill uh, the calling on your own, but when you walk away from God's calling, you set yourselves up for failure purpose always learns we always learn from purpose because uh, being left behind is different from just uh, uh, just you know just hanging around see sometimes in our lives uh, we come to a place of contentment meaning that uh, that that we're just contend For what we got. Well, it's always going to be this way. I'll always be broke. I'll always be like this. My marriage will always be this way. No, learn from your mistakes uh, that you had in that moment and say, God, it will never be like this. Uh, Look to the devil and say, Devil, uh, it may be like trouble right now. Uh, My bank account may be in the negative, uh, but it's not always going to be like that. Uh, My kids are rebellious, uh, but I know for a fact uh, that it will. Never, ever, always be like this. Learn from the things that you are facing today. Always got to be learning. When in a season of contentment, the question we need to ask God is this, what should I do to maximize in the season that I'm in? I've learned over the several years that I thought I knew how to pray. But in a season of my life where I wept, I cried, I shed tears, I said everything that I wanted, how could it fall apart, God? God. And I remember crying and weeping, and I view things different now. I look at things different now. I pray different now. I read God's word different now. I preach different now. I love my wife different now. I love my kids different now. I'm just a different purpose. And how do you get to that place of your life? You learn from your purpose. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things God works for the good and for those who love him and who have been called according to what? His purpose. God, what are you trying to show me? God, what do you want me to see during this season? God, what is it that you're trying to teach me? And those are the things that you have to look at in your life. The last thing that I'd like to share with you, and I've learned this very, very <laughs> at a place in my life, purpose does not take things personally. We have too many personal people. We have too, can I say this in the house of God? We have too many people that are chi ons. <laughs> Pastor didn't tell me hi. Pastor didn't wave at me. Pastor didn't look my way when he was preaching. I can't believe. I can't believe it. Pastor Anthony didn't even wave at me. Pastor Anthony didn't, didn't, he didn't point point at me when he was preaching. Purpose does not take things personally. People that do not have a purpose, will be amazed and offended by those who have purpose. Have you lost who you are during periods of success because, because we take things personal. Why, is that personal? Why is that person getting blessed more than me? Why is that person closing in prayer after every Sunday night? Why? What about me? We don't take things personal when things happen because I'm here today to tell you when there is a calling on your life uh, and there is a purpose on your life, uh, I've said this before, there are haters, there are people that are going to talk about you, say things about you, uh, do things to you, uh, and you can't get offended. Uh, You got to look at the devil and say, okay, I know why they're talking about me. I know why they're saying that about me. I know why they didn't invite me to the Christmas. Christmas party, it's okay, and I'm not going to take it personal, because I know who I am in Christ, I know who I am, I am a child of God, and there is a plan and a purpose for my life, and I'm here today to tell you, when you arise to the occasion, and you begin to say, God, I know why you did all this, those that hated you, and those that turned their back against you, they'll begin to say, man, what is it going to? to take to shut him up? What is it going to take to pull him down? I'm here today to tell you that no devil or person can pull you away from the calling of God. As I close with this, as the worship team comes up, I've learned, how did Jesus take everything that took place in his life because Jesus knew that there was a purpose for his life. Jesus knew that he would uh, hang on the cross. Jesus knew that one day that they would crucify him. He told his disciples this all the time when they were having carne asada tacos and all of those types of things and breaking bread and all that. He would tell them one day they're going to take me away. One day, one day. See, he knew what his purpose was on earth. He knew exactly what was going to take place. People hated Jesus. They tried to set Jesus up, but he He didn't take any of those things personal. And if we want to live our life after Christ, that's one way that you got to look at what Jesus did. I mean, if men, I mean, in in the Bible, I always remember this one where Jesus got upset and you turned over the tables. I mean, I would have probably turned over the tables a lot of times if I was Jesus. You want to put me out I mean how was Jesus I would take all kinds of things personal but Jesus didn't and I can recall of his time where he's he knows that he's about to be turned in with the conversation he probably had with Judas He knew Judas was going to turn him in. He knew that Judas was going to sell him out. He knew, but could you imagine that day where Jesus uh, meets face to face with Judas uh, and Judas gives his farewell kiss, his farewell uh, thinking that, uh, oh man, I believe that Jesus, uh, and I'm just saying it for myself, Uh, don't don't go out there and say he's a false prophet and all that, he's making his own things, Uh, but I believe that Jesus was saying to himself, because of you, Judas, I'm serving a greater purpose. I'm going to hang on the cross, but I'm going to die for my children. He could have been mad at Judas and told Judas, why are you selling me out, fool? Why are you doing that? But Jesus looked at Judas and said, I know what you're doing, but you're setting me up for victory. You're setting me up for something to take place. And I'm here today to tell you that there is a purpose and there is a plan. Begin to look at all the things that you're going through and you begin to say, God, uh, you have me in this season for a reason. You have me in this place for a reason uh, because I know at the end of the game, uh, I'm victorious. Uh, I always win, but you just got to endure to the very end. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, God. Would you stand to your feet today? Father, we thank you. We thank you. Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. The calling that you have planned and destined for our lives. This morning... If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, and you say, you know.